We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome to the program. This is Kevin Hardwick. Uh, you're listening to Hardline. Uh, my uh, guest host again this week is Bill Conrad. Bill, uh, uh, you glad know, to be you, back. Yeah, yeah, you, you are. You are back. You know, uh, <laughs> Dr. Jill O'Malley, uh, who I had on the show a few weeks ago. Yes. Uh, she was a fill-in doctor. Mm-hmm. Jill is the uh, Jill teaches at the ECC. I'm sorry, SUNY Erie, yep. and she is a, uh, a member and actually president of the Kenton School Board. Um, um, she commented on your Facebook page saying, yep. you know, you're, you're a regular on the show and I want to make it sure, clear that you're more of an irregular on the show. <laughs> so I just, I, my wife wanted to know when I'm on the payroll. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, she'll get paid as, uh, you'll get paid as <laughs> or much as she paying you to get me out of the house. A- anyway, <laughs> anyway, welcome, welcome back. Can you believe it's the middle of July? I, I mean, can't. really, it is I July can't. 15th. This summer has flown by. You are a Kenton uh, social studies teacher. Correct. So you're on break. You've only been on break for a few weeks. We college professors are on like break forever, <laughs> but it's, it's flying by. Eventually they're going to want us to teach again. Uh, yeah, we're already writing curriculum. So anyway, anyway, uh, the guest for the first hour is a colleague of mine from the county legislature. He's actually wearing two hats. He's actually wearing a hat, but he's actually wearing two hats today. Uh, Patrick Burke is a Democratic member of the Erie County Legislature. He is also the Democratic candidate for New York State Assembly from the 142nd District. Patrick, welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me let me kind of kind of uh, uh, make a segue from uh, the last show we did when we had Richard Lipsitz, uh, Western New York Area Labor Federation president here, and we were talking a lot about this Supreme Court decision, the Janus decision, that uh, um, uh, allows public employee union members not to pay. You know, not they don't have to be a member of unions. They don't even have to pay agency shop fees to uh, pay the union for negotiating their contract. Sure. Now. We got into this, uh, I was telling Bill beforehand, on the Erie County Legislature. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a, a quick meeting, a, a half-hour meeting, uh, which was important to me because I was house training a dog, and my wife was I'm out of town, my granddaughter was that. out of town, yeah. and the dog is waiting at home for me to let her out, and, and someone introduced an amendment right. uh, to a resolution, which I had already voted for in committee, you did. and that, was, that someone was you, and it kept us for, there for another hour. What was that all about? I'm sorry to keep you at the legislature longer than you had expected. Yes. <laughs> You're yes. still holding on to that. Yeah. Uh, so are you, what was the amendment about? Yeah, well, I, I mean, talk about what you were hoping to accomplish there. Certainly. I well, mean, I know you so feel passionate had, about so, this. Yeah, I do feel passionate about uh, you know the labor movement and protecting workers and what the value of unions are um, on this on this specific resolution, I had a, a resolution on the Janus case, which was the, the case that would determine that people do not have to pay their agency fee for the services that are rendered to them by their union or the union that represents their their uh, bargaining unit. Um, and it was dated. So we had this resolution that came through, but it was before the Janus decision was even um, – that before a decision mm-hmm. had been made. So – we moved it through committee 
but a decision on Janus had been made, so it was it was an outdated resolution. It's a mute point. Uh, it was. It was. Well, I think it still expressed yeah, uh, that it, the Supreme it, Court it did, and and I guess the they other, made the wrong decision in your just, eyes. Just to, I mean, there is also like the the politics of the legislature, where um, you know a legislator on your side asked for it to be separated from committee, and and usually when that happens, it's an indicator, it's a red flag that someone's someone's. Going to vote against it, or which, well, which often, vote, it was going to pass, or which often happens is is um, there are amendments slipped in at the end, and you know games get played. So I'm like, well, if this is going to happen, I'm going to update this resolution. I had I had members on my side who wanted to be added as co-sponsors. I'm like, let's just let's make if we're going to move this now, let's make it to what we actually want it to be, and that's what we did. And and but the, but the change dealt with something about uh, personal information Correct. of uh, of public employees. Do you want right. to elaborate on that? Sure. Because you had heard that that anti union groups were in well. We know for a fact that it's happening throughout the country that anti union organizations uh, were waiting on the Janus decision, and then were were literally uh, funneling mon- had money already funneled into different various groups. In order to try and pilfer public information, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, public employees' information, so they could try and convince them not to be in their union, they would go so far as they would get their email, they would send them an email like, "Your union's taking money I, from you. You don't have to pay it. Click this link, and we'll do everything else." I literally, after five hours after the decision was rendered, received that email in my inbox. Right, as a yep. as a Kenton, as a Kenton social yeah. studies yep. teacher. So it's not. This isn't. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that's far off. This is. This is happening, and. My, I have very, very strong beliefs about the value of, of labor and the importance of having a balance between employer and employee and protecting workers. And I saw this as an aggressive act against workers and, and their, you know, so exclusive the, representatives. So, so the, the final form of the resolution with your amendment mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, urges the county not to turn over any personal information about union members. Unless it's determined by by a court that, that, mm-hmm. that they okay. have to. All right. And that, that I, I, again, that was debated for about an hour, and it got kind of heated at times. got very heated at times. It, that tends to happen there. I think I specifically remember uh, uh, one example when, again, uh, the, the minority leader of the Republican caucus uh, said, so if people don't, you know, you're calling these people, you know, freeloaders. So if, if people choose not to pay their union dues, and they get the services. You think they're freeloaders? Like, well, that's the definition. Yes, <laughs> free riders. Yes. He called it free riders. Well, I mean, freeloaders, free yeah. riders, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, that's the point. That's let's, what breaks unions. Let's backs. let's let's move on quickly to uh, the the current campaign, which sure. follows the campaign this this past winter or, or, or spring. It there was a like there was a special election uh, that that put you uh, the Democrat candidate up against a Democrat running as a Republican, Eric Bowen. Um, and uh, in, in a special election, and uh, he pulled off a bit of an upset there. What what happened in that election? I think from the outside it was an upset, but um, when you're from that community, so I am from like Seneca Street. I mean, in, some people would say it's like the wrong side of the creek. Like there's Kesnoga mm-hmm. Creek that runs through the park. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I was not a political. We, we have the same thing in Tonawanda with the canal. But we call uh, it yeah. the creek. People in North Tonawanda. <laughs> <laughs> we call it. We call it. Is, no, I, we'll I see that at Canal Cass Fest Crick. this week. Yeah, Cass Creek. Creek. Cass Creek. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't come up through any, uh, you know, political family. I was literally. A, a guy who wanted to make a difference, I ran in a primary for the legislature and won against the political machine. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't come up with these various political relationships and, and big political families and 
family members who had powerful positions. I was just someone who worked really hard and got there. And, and then when I got there, uh, I think it made a difference. Eric comes from this sort of developed political universe. So, well, I'll just explain the race. So if he f- jumps to Republican in a very low turnout election, Republicans generally stay on the line, uh, basically always. And Republicans and, turn out better. And they turned out significantly better, in a lo- and it was a, a rainy day in April. Mm-hmm. So you have that base. So he goes in an election with that base. And then with his political family network, uh, that w- I was we were looking at it and we're like, man, he, he might squeak this one by. Mm-hmm. And squeak it by he did. Uh, I think in a normal election cycle that we're facing – um, I feel absolutely confident. I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, pick up on that after the break. We have to take a quick break. Uh, Pat Burke, a candidate for 142nd Assembly District, will be here for the balance of the hour. Bill Conrad, uh, my uh, my friend from the town of Tonawanda, will be here the entire show. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to the show. Kevin Hardwick here with uh, co-host Bill Conrad and our guest this hour, Pat uh, Burke, colleague of mine in the Erie County Legislature, also a Democratic candidate for New York State Assembly. Uh, Pat, you've, uh, you, you are going to be, uh, there, there's no Democratic primary. You right. filed petitions, so uh, you are the Democratic nominee. Sure. Your opponent, Eric Bowen, has some primaries, uh, not only on the Republican line, but on some minor lines. Um, going forward, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in New York State, um, a lot going on in Washington that affects New York State. Right. I know that, uh, and, and I'm wondering what New York is going to do as uh, Donald Trump and the Republicans who currently control Congress, both houses of Congress, uh, try to dismantle Obamacare. Uh, is it going to be a situation, or do you as a candidate, would you as an assembly person, want to kind of replace Obamacare on the state level? In a, in a way similar to what Massachusetts did before Obamacare became Obamacare. Romney Romney care. Well, Romney care. Uh, I, I, I mean, so, you know, you know, there's, there's a question as what happens as the apparatus is dismantled slowly. Right. Should New York react to that? So I can just tell you my absolute belief. I believe that every person in the United States of America, the richest country in the world, should have full access to health care. We have a, a system that is enormously expensive. We have a system that if you just took Medicare and veterans health care, would cost more than what is believed to be universal health care for everybody. Uh, so we are, and that's not adding the $2 trillion mm-hmm. in private health care costs that we pay. So we have uh, a really confounding system of, of offering people medicine and health care. And I, I always like to think of us as, maybe I'm wrong, but I like to think of us as, you know, an advanced democracy, you know, moral society, that we're doing things based on we're supposed to help people, that we're supposed to protect each other. We're a very wealthy country, and there should be a baseline uh, for for care. You know, that's what Social Security is about. You know, there is a safety net. You pay into it, um, but there sh- it should be there. And I don't think anyone would want to get rid of Social Security. Well, Washington, no, Washington no, seems to be I, going in a different direction. My question yeah, no, is – Yeah, no, I know. I'm working. So, so absolutely. So in, in, in my view, in the absolute failure of Washington, D.C., to do what is – Financial, economically right and morally right, uh, of course the state of New York should pick up that mantle. And we do have the money to do it. A lot of people don't realize that we uh, have something in New York State called the stock transfer tax. And it essentially amounts to about $20 billion that comes to the state. 
unfortunately, because there is so much power in hedge fund, hedge fund managers and everyone on Wall Street, we take that tax and we rebate it right back to them. We could pay for health care. We could fill the gaps in, in all of the issues pertaining to New York, issues in New York State. We could be paving our roads. We could be doing infrastructure. We choose not to because the power lies in wealthy interests on Wall Street rather than the people in New York State. Knowing, knowing that powerful interest is there, you know, the, the big criticism that comes out is this is just going to lead to more taxes. What, what's your response to that? Well, uh, like I just said, the money, the money is there. No, I, I, I know what you said, but, but more focused in saying like, okay, the money's there, the power's there, they're not going to do this, but let's say you want to go forward with this. You know, what, the, the oh, bottom my, line is going to, it's going to end up in, in more taxes for the individual. So it goes back to how we're taxed in New York State. I think people who who feel bled, and and I I certainly do. Like, sure. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm certainly not wealthy by any means. And, nobody likes taxes. Not, nobody not dressed likes, like that. <laughs> no, you should. I'm made for made for the radio today, not TV. Yeah. Um, so now there'll be someone outside when I leave taking photos. Uh, so well, uh, now there will be. You invited it. That's not my fault if they do. I'm okay. Uh, you know, men of the well, people. I'll show you the back door. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so your your question is on taxes. So 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 much of it is your school taxes. There are, there are there are so many other like so you combine all those taxes and we're just getting blood. You know how we tax for schools is not right. You we had a, we had a guest on here a couple of weeks ago that we kind of agreed that we wanted to remove that from the property. So tax so are you telling are you telling Bill Conrad, uh, a social studies teacher at Ken West, it's those high paid teachers that's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I love teachers. Everybody knows I love teachers. <laughs> I am a, a teacher. Uh, so educator, maybe that's maybe okay. a better term. Yeah. Educator. Um, so we have to fix how we're taxed in New York State. Uh, but again, it doesn't mean because something is going to cost money, it's not the right thing to do. Well, the one, one again, of the things, but it also goes back to the amount of savings that people will get based off of, um, based off of fixing and making a system more efficient. Like, there just, are, there just, are absurd. Just costs. being in local government, the cost of health care has been the number one issue when it comes to union mm-hmm. contracts or whatever. And they're already talking about our rates going up again. I was just looking in to see if you had any response to that. You know. If there's a public option, then you know it, it could take those those problems away from local municipalities as well. Pat, uh, let me let me move the discussion along. Uh, uh, talked about Washington and the changes there, and how New York may have to react to them. Of course, the other the other elephant in the room, I guess that's I, I should use a neutral, maybe a giraffe Gorilla? in the room. Yeah, Say elephant. <laughs> elephant in the room. Uh, is uh, this Supreme Court appointment and the impact that right. that might have on on precedent, particularly Roe versus Wade? Um, you know, Governor Cuomo for years has been been uh, looking to, in effect, codify Roe yep. versus Wade yep. in New York State. Would you be backing that position if you were elected assemblyman? I would, and so I can explain to you my position. So. I don't really care what people think. I'm going to hold my positions because it's what I believe in. I'd rather people make a decision knowing what I believe in, but mm-hmm. I don't like that being misrepresented. Uh, so I view the issue of abortion and the the two sides of it. You are either pro-life or you are pro-choice as being really a red herring to split people apart. I grew up pro- pro-life. Everyone in my family identifies as pro-life. We're uh, Irish Catholics from South Buffalo. Um, but when you when you cut down to the actual policy of it, I don't think anyone wants to be, uh, you know, for example, forcing a woman who is raped to have to carry a, a, a child to term. It's not it's not right. 
Um, so when when I see the actual issue, I see it as there are ways to to if you're seriously if you consider yourself pro life, mm-hmm. you increase the access of contraception, you increase the level of education on the subject, and you uplift people out of poverty. Because people often people people have abortions because they can't afford to have a child. Um, they have you know unwanted pregnancies. We make every effort. People people on, who are pro choice make those efforts already. They want to increase funding for those things. People who are pro life want to make it illegal. And I've often seen now Ireland is now a a pro choice state, but before it wasn't. They still had a high abor- abortion rate. Because they would just go somewhere else to get them. Then they have, uh, I think one of the things was they had ships off the sea or something. They, they, right. They, the people so, are going on these so, ships outside you know, of the it's, So it's not going to change, especially in New York State. That is not going to Well, let, not well let, me, let me ask you, the most controversial uh, point of uh, Governor Cuomo's proposal concerns third trimester abortions. Where do you come down on that? So I'm uh, opposed to them as a without uh, serious restrictions. So if it is just someone casually, like, you know what? I decided not to have a baby in the third trimester. That's not that's not okay. Um, I don't know if that's the case unless it's the health of the mother. I don't. I mean, I have mm-hmm. three children, and I can only say, uh, talking from my personal experience, you know, I was 21 when we had our first child. It was it was a surprise for me and my wife. Um, the easy thing for us to have done would have been to have an abortion. Instead, we had two more kids after that, like right after that. Um, you know, like I hold true to my values, and uh, I don't take the easy road out uh, on that issue. Again, it's these things are made to, uh, you know, incense people and to uh, and to put someone on a side. Uh, I always, when I was younger, I carried the position that abortion is, when I was younger, actual murder. That was the position mm-hmm. I took, and I remember I was arguing with a friend who was uh, very liberal, and they said, well, Pat, if you think it's murder, why, how, what kind of person are you? Someone's going around killing babies, and you're just sitting here arguing with me about it? Why aren't you, like, someone's actually, you think they're actually killing babies? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing something? Why, you know, like, then why aren't you endorsing what, what uh, uh, James Cop did to Barnett Schleppian? I'm like, well, because that's, that's murder, you know? And, and so you can get pulled down that rabbit hole or you can be sincere and say you know i want to stop this to the best of my ability without violating people's personal rights and that's what i want to do okay well listen we have to take a a break because alan harris is uh, glaring at me from across the way in the (laughs) news pod uh and he's going to be covering our news headlines when we return uh bill conrad will be here uh my guest co-host Pat Burke, my colleague in the New York State Assembly. I'm sorry, my, my colleague in the New Erie County Legislature. Sorry. And uh, and uh, candidate for New York State Assembly. I'm Kevin Hardwick. I think I am. Uh, you're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here with guest host uh, Bill Conrad. Bill is a social studies teacher at Ken West. He's also a member of the Town of Tonawanda Board. Uh, Pat Burke, uh, 142nd District New York State Assembly candidate, Democrat candidate, is here with us this hour. He's also a colleague of mine in the Erie County Legislature. Pat, yep. uh, by the way, we uh, will, I think we'll have time for phone calls. If you want to question Pat, have a question for Pat, give us a call, 803-0930. 803-0930 is the number to call. 
Uh, Pat, a big uh, verdict this week in the Buffalo Billion trial. And it brings up the question, of course, of the Buffalo Billion, but also of ethics in New York State and the question of Governor Cuomo and whether you want to be close to him, whether you want to run away from him. Of course, you got a big Democratic primary, gubernatorial primary coming up. Cynthia Nixon, uh, Governor Cuomo. Are you running with either of these candidates? Are you staying away from it? Where where do you position yourself vis-a-vis the governor and his opponent in the Democratic primary? Uh, I'm so I know my my opponent in the assembly race uh, made great efforts to try and tie me to Cuomo. He even had uh, like family members tweeting at me yesterday, calling me uh, Cuomo's boy. And I thought I think was, his comment was, "I cannot align myself with Cuomo as governor." Right? Was well, that I mean, that's with? that's that's his excuse to not run as a Democrat because he pursued the Democratic line up until you know he didn't get it, and now it's it's morally reprehensible to run as a Democrat. It's convenient timing. So. Uh, but when it comes to to my position on this, I just I, I'm just trying to reflect like the the lack of truth in any association with Cuomo. You know, he's Cuomo is someone I've met twice and who did not treat me very well the two times I met him. So, you know, what, you, you what never, do you mean by that? Uh, just rude and dismissive, uh, and not very nice. Andrew Cuomo, rude and dismissive, <laughs> right? Shocking. 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 So I, it's just, a, it's funny because, you know, and you never forget how, you, you, you might forget what someone says to you, but you never forget how someone makes you feel. And when someone is dismissive and looks at you with contempt, the idea that you somehow answer to that person or, or want to carry favor for that person uh, it's just not true. No, no, now, was this because Pat, you're the Mimoso? I, uh, I guess I'm. <laughs> I I can see how I might be uh, look at you with contempt, knowing you well. But <laughs> but the governor does he know you well enough to be contemptuous? No, just like I said, dismissive and just, just right. rude, like just kind of like well, I just I let me, I, I let just me, remember the look and let me, and, uh, and I just kind of let me return and, to this. If you if we want to go to policy in the Buffalo Billion verdicts in the Buffalo Billion, is there are there any lessons to be learned here? Is there anything that 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 you see? some reforms necessary that you would take with you to Albany if if you were elected to the assembly? Certainly. Well, I, I'm going to be, as an assemblyman, I'm going to be the type of uh, elected official that I've been as a legislator. And I think most people would acknowledge me as someone who puts good policy forward and is a reformer, whether it's the water authority, whether it's uh, ethics reform, um, and, uh, and putting serious legislation forward to, to help our community. That's what I'm going to do in Albany. And if that means challenging the power structure and and Andrew Cuomo or Wall Street or anyone, that's what I'll do. And I think anyone who knows me, yourself included, will have, could could observe those things and say that's probably that's that's true. He's he's being honest with uh, what he's done and what he's going to do. Um, absolutely, like we need we need election law and campaign finance reform. That's what I've been talking about this uh, since I've been uh, running for the assembly. So we we basically are still operating in Tammany Hall era politics in New York State. Nothing's changed. So the same, even even your access to the voting booth, there's no there's no real access. If you want to if you want to be affiliated with the party, you have to register. You have to register before the previous election. No would, one's thinking about doing would, that. Would Would you like same day registration? Absolutely, absolutely. Would you like early voting? Yes. Would you like public financing of yes. campaigns? Yes. Uh, to to what level? Right down to oh, I dog think, catcher. To <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think there should be. I, sh- I think there should be publicly. So again, coming from a guy who no who, no, but I mean how I, I mean you would you would gubernatorial. You know, I, I, I want I want gubernatorial so, state assembly so the, county so legislature. The, yes. So the democratic so the democratic system I feel only works if if actual people can get in there and can get power. 
what we're talking about with Wall Street bankers having more power than than elected officials and 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 people, you know, people in our constituency, uh, it's not right. And a lot of that is just because of money. It's just money. Uh, so the idea of saying, well, we don't want we don't want public money going towards elections. Like, do you want to protect your democracy? Do you want to ensure that dirty money is involved? Guess what? The Buffalo Billion, all of the stuff, it's because of campaign donations. It's because of dirty money in politics. It's got to stop. I, you know, it's funny is you mentioned campaign finance reform, but you know th- that that I think is a bigger seller with the with the public. You know, what I mean, going after who and how much and so on, and putting those types of regulations on. You refer to the system as arcane, right? In the past, yeah. and beyond, let's say campaign finance reform and, and, th- and that. What are some small things? I, I'm an incremental person. You sure. know, what are some small tiny things? Because I I wouldn't mind money from the public going out to encourage people to vote. You know, what I mean, versus finance someone. Uh, What's your thoughts on that? Y- yeah, I do mind that. I don't. I don't want. I don't have to bribe people to vote. Well, that's I mean, it. I, I mean, yeah. So I, I, you know, I think your democracy is only as good as the citizens involved in it. So engaging with voters, it's hard work, but they have. You know, it, it's it's a two way street. Um, I don't want. I don't want to bribe people. I want people to care enough and to be involved enough. And you need candidates who can't be just pushed down by people with huge campaign war chests who don't have a shot. Like we all know what a sacrifice running for office is. Like mm-hmm. I've gone. A week without seeing my kids it's awful and uh so to ask someone to, to make that type of sacrifice um only to know you're gonna lose because the other guy went and it, you know went and flew to manhattan and kissed everyone's behind and raised you know a hundred thousand dollars that's wrong and it, it and it hurts our democracy yeah we got to take a break in a minute but before we do let's try to squeeze in a phone call and we'll try to get to everybody who's calling in uh let's uh, go to john in rochester john welcome to the program hello john uh, Peter, I got to tell you, campaign public pay, campaign financing is a bad deal. When they had it down in New York City, they had all kinds of corruption. And I'll tell you, you know what really scares me? Not the Wall Street bankers. It's the public employee unions, especially education public unions. Uh, they, and I said it last week, they are the mob as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. You talk about middle middle class working families. Seventy five percent of us aren't members of the mob. And uh, we're paying the highest taxes in the nation because of the irresponsibilities and the, the mob mentality between these public employee unions and the legislators. And what scares me is, uh, uh, respectively, I like both of you guys, all three of you guys, including yeah. Kevin, I should say. Thank you. Thanks. We and Kevin. And Kevin. <laughs> two teachers uh, that are heavily involved in the politics. That really scares uh-huh. me because you guys are negotiating public employee contracts, and that's that to me is a conflict. This is bad. This has got to be stopped. Okay, John. John, we're we're late for a break. I'm going to give Pat oh. about thirty seconds to uh, to respond. Thanks for the call, John. I uh, resent the implications of what he's saying. It's wrong. It's inaccurate. Uh, these these teachers are the public employees union that is left to fight the good fight for us. They've been te- unions have been broken all over this country. Uh, union membership has been purposefully declining mm-hmm. for for years based off of activities of anti-union groups and also we're not negotiating uh, teacher contracts so the notion that it's inherently corrupt that you're a member of a te- teacher's union 
because you're in government is silly. We have people with their attorneys, they have private contract deals, they work for developers. They're not corrupt, but people who work for work, who are teachers are. Give me a break. That, that will have to be the last word this segment. When we go, come back, more of your calls for Patrick Burke, candidate for New York State Assembly. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And this is Kevin Hardwick back here with Hardline. Another uh, 10 minutes or so of this hour. And uh, then Bill Conrad, my co host, and I will be joined by Dan Hokoy. Dan is the relatively new president of EC, I'm sorry, SUNY Erie. SUNY Erie. SUNY Erie. Erie. There's a rebranding effort there. Anyway, I think if you haven't heard from Dan before, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But that's next hour. Uh, the balance of this hour, we're stuck with. I mean, uh, we're uh, my colleague from <laughs> the Erie County friend, Legislature, Kevin. Pat Burke, uh, is, uh, remains with us, uh, and uh, of course, he is running for the New York State Assembly 142nd district seat. I uh, said we go back to the phones. We will go back to the phones. Let's go to Tony. Tony and Clarence. Tony, welcome to the program. Of course, and thank you. You're welcome. First of all, I would like to ask Mr. Burke about Citizens United where the Supreme Court of the United States ruled corporation, the corporations are people. Right. And in that decision, if you look at it closely, foreign money can be interjected into our election system. And it has been done mm-hmm. just through intricate financial transactions. Uh, wh- why do you think a court would say that corporations are people but the Congress says corporations have to be regulated. Okay, Tony, thank you for putting that issue out there. So, Pat, so uh, corporations yeah, are people so, too. So we live in a world now where corporations are people and money equals free speech. Why do I think that? I mean, I'm a little suspicious of that, but I think because it all equals to power. It equals power to people who have who control corporations and who have a lot of money. What, scare, what scares me is just the idea that a corporation is a person because essentially they could live forever. Right, you know, Coca Cola is going to outlive all of us, of course. You know, and that, and that, in its sense, and it may kill some of us. Yes, I'm sure it will, especially (laughs) Diet Coke. (laughs) Well, that's hey, I'm I'm guilty there. So I'm trying to lose a little weight. So what I do is I mix a little bit of like like half Diet Coke and then half regular Coke. It's it's actually pretty good. So, but aside from that, um, aside from that, it's obviously it's 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 a disaster. It puts all of us actual people, you know, the living, breathing ones. Uh, against these massive power structures that you know we need to be able to to uh, influence and press down on, but unfortunately we'll have a court that I think uh, uh, further empowers them and mm-hmm. sets precedent that that they are somehow in some weird way legally people. And All it's right, fascinating. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's go to Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, welcome to the program. You have a question for Pat Burke. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. I do have a question uh, for Pat Burke, and maybe for you too, Kevin. I mean, you guys are part of the Erie Company legislature. Yes. Right. Um, and I think I heard Mr. Burke as a candidate saying about um, there should be electoral reform, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but tell me something, guys. The greatest reform is right under your noses, right in your own backyard. Why do we have the head of the Democratic Party Committee for Erie County also acting as the head of the Erie County elections? He's the election commissioner in Erie County, yes. Yeah. Paid position in Erie County. Good good question. Listen, uh, uh, we've got other people lining up. I'm going to... 
um, have to drop you, Kevin. Thank you for the question. We'll answer it on the other side. Yes. So, and I have issue. I had issues with it when it came up as well. But what it comes down to is how we determine elections commissioners is inherently partisan. So it's structured so that uh, partisans on each side watch each other. So there's no, there's obviously no trust between the two parties. So what there's a, a Republican commissioner and a Democratic commissioner, and they are always a partisan. If it's not the commissioner themselves, it is their hand-picked representative. And, and, and Kevin, thank you for, for raising that question. But I'm on record before, and I'm, I'm the Republican here in this room. I had no problem with that. I think, I think Jeremy Zellner was the perfect person for that because that's what you want. It's the one area in government where you do want patronage, where you do want uh, it to be partisan because it's set up so that you have for every Democrat in the elections office, every Democrat at the polling place, there's a Republican sitting right, right next to them in the same position. You have and, a and that's what you want, one hand watching the other. You have a built-in whistleblower on everybody's actions. Exactly. So anyway, but good question, and, and thank you for giving us a chance to clarify that. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, Jennifer. Thank you. You have a question for Pat Burke. I do. I'm going back to um, the discussion about abortion, mm-hmm. sure. and what's sticking out is your comments of, I don't care what people think. Now, I am a conservative voter in your district, um, as are a lot of my neighbors, a lot of my friends, a lot of my PTA moms, and I'm wondering how you and your left views will represent me or us um, in Albany. All right, thank you for that question, Jennifer. I'm going to let you listen to the answer on the. If she could stand line, I'd certainly. That was my fault. I just dropped her. Okay. Um, Well, saying I don't care what people think is, I don't, I don't think I said that. And if I did, it it certainly wasn't what I was trying to express. What I'm saying is, I'm governed by my belief system, in that uh, I believe in leading from the front, not putting my finger in the air and testing the winds based off of everything. I go to voters, I talk to them, I take their concerns in, cons- in consideration, and I do the best job that I can do. That, that's that's me, me following my own belief system it doesn't mean what other people believe doesn't matter. Uh, my left-leaning views, I wanted to ask her what those were, because I'll, I'll get that sometimes at the door, and I'll, they'll say, like, well, you know, I liked you when you first started, but then you got too liberal. I'm like, all right, like, well, how did I get too liberal? Well, you know, you that environmental stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? So you're you're in favor of plastic microbeads in the water and, and plastic pollution? No, no. Uh, well, the the they'll say like the gay stuff. I'm like, what gay stuff? And they'll say, well, you you were against conversion therapy. Like, so you think it's okay to to take kids and and try and uh, try and force them to change their sexual orientation? Well, no. Okay, like, all right. So you you're trying to cast the term liberal at me and define me. And when I actually, when we actually break it down, and I talk about the issues that I champion and believe in, you agree with me. So what's what's the concern? We want to talk about, you know, abortion. I've already explained. I think I'm pretty clear on my position on abortion. I want to reduce the abortion rate by as much as humanly possible. It is a personal issue for me. I've always identified as being pro-life, but as a as a matter of policy, like a legal policy, I don't know how you force another person to do something with their own body that they that they do not want to do. Pat, we we only have a couple minutes left in this uh this hour and we're going to say goodbye to you in a few minutes and and have new headlines. Um but in the last uh, in the last couple minutes, um why uh let, let let's let's be prospective. Why should people vote for you in November? What do you want them to see? What is your campaign based on? Uh 
I think it's based on the work that I've done as a legislator, uh, the fact that I've proven to be bipartisan. Most of my, uh, I believe, at least half of the legislation I've gotten through uh, was with a uh, Republican co-sponsor, that uh, I'm sincere, that I work hard, that I don't back down from anyone, and I don't care if they're in my party or the other party. If I think something's wrong, uh, you know, we deal in a business where power politics is a reality. Uh, and I'm aware every time I stand up and say something, whether it's, you know, me and Mark Polonkars have a great relationship, but we've butted heads when it comes to policy on issues. Uh, and I think I set myself apart from being someone who's willing to do whatever's in the, you know, again, within my belief system and what I believe is in the best interest of the people I represent. And now, I want to add one thing. I mean, most of this work that you're talking about, you did was within the minority caucus, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never until I've never actually had any actual power to get these things done. I just worked really, really hard. And you know, the other thing about this district in particular, um, you know, everyone likes the Irish Rebel thing. And I certainly subscribe to it myself as a as a politician. But this district also needs resources. It is a district that desperately needs resources, and it hasn't because there's been so much finger you know, poking people in the eye. So you're going to be bringing home the bacon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll that'll have to be the last word. Pat, thank you for joining us here today. And right. uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon at the sure. Erie County Legislature. Listen, right. we uh, we have to take a break. Alan Harris is standing by with the news. When we come back, the president of SUNY Erie, you may know it as ECC, Dan Hakoy, will be here. I'll be here. Uh, Bill Conrad, my guest co-host, will be here. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.